0: It's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, inside sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. Six thirty, Chad. All right,
1: thanks for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Uh, I got a text here from someone who says, I'm wondering why neither you nor Rod Cohn mentioned the annual bailout of approximately $20 million from Alberta Lotteries. Uh, Yeah, just quickly check the Alberta Lottery Fund page here. They have uh, $28 million listed to the uh, horse racing and breeding renewal program. Uh, other things like uh, parks operation gets money. Uh, Alberta Health Services gets uh, seven hundred and sixty-nine million dollars. Uh, the Alberta Media Fund gets twenty-five point eight million dollars. The Community Initiatives Program gets twenty-four point six million. A lot of money. From the uh, Alberta Lottery Fund goes to a lot of uh, a lot of different things, including horse racing Alberta. That's a text coming in to six thirty six thirty, and the you know horse racing might not be it probably won't be gone they will probably find a new location it just won't be at Northlands park thanks for tuning in tonight inside sports on 630 chad my name is reed wilkins all right uh, oh by the way matthew Panashik on the other side of the window tonight matthew how's it going great reed sorry i haven't checked in with you earlier are you doing all right i'm okay you've been
0: busy tonight buddy having a lot of good guests on uh,
1: it's a good good show tonight lots to talk about having a lot of fun and we're going to have some here in this next half hour we got a new weekly feature we're doing on inside sports it's called living the dream I believe we have an orchestra currently composing theme music for it so we'll, we'll hopefully have that next week. By orchestra, I mean Brian Hall on his recorder. Like you know the recorder you'd play in grade five. Yeah anyway, we'll, we'll have're we're, 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 we're gonna get a jingle. We're gonna get a live in the dream jingle. Is that good, Matthew? Will you approve of that?
0: I do approve 100%. For
1: next week, hopefully we'll have a live in the dream jingle. Uh, But we're going to feature uh, players who uh, have some sort of a connection to Edmonton and area, hockey players who are playing in a league other than the NHL. So, you know... We might go over to Europe. We'll do, obviously, some minor league stuff. Uh, we're going to have two guys on tonight. Alan York coming up after 8.30. He plays for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. He's from Watasquin. He played in the AJHL with Camrose. He did play in the NHL briefly with Columbus. But we'll start it off today. Uh, one of the best Golden Bears hockey players in recent memory. He then went over to Europe. He's now with the Charlotte Checkers in the ahl he's in the top 25 in scoring in that league it is derek ryan derek welcome back to inside sports how are you doing
2: <laughs> thanks reed i'm doing really well here just uh hanging out in the hotel in grand rapids
1: wow is, is it a uh how glamorous are the hotels in grand rapids five stars or you know <laughs> middle of the road
2: <laughs> it's actually not too bad life in the american league they treat it pretty well the hotels have to be four stars mostly hilton so i can't complain too much it's uh we definitely spend a lot of time in the hotels with uh, Charlotte. There's a lot of travel, but uh, the hotels are pretty nice, so I can't complain.
1: No, no. Given where you're located, how much uh, of your road, your, uh, how many uh, for your road trips? How much is bus? How often do you get to fly? What's the breakdown like there?
2: So Charlotte's one of the worst travel spots, as far as I know. There isn't anywhere close enough that we bus to, so everywhere we go, we have to fly. Um, which makes it a little bit harder but usually we group to get the games together close enough that we can go on a 10 or 12 day road trip and knock out a few games and then we're back at home for a couple of weeks so that's usually how the schedule works but we're usually hanging out in airports and and uh, flying commercial
1: so and you're kind of at the start of a a bit of a journey now aren't you what's what's this current road trip
2: yeah so we just started last night we played in Milwaukee and and now we're in Grand Rapids. I think we play Friday, Saturday in Grand Rapids, and then a Sunday game in Chicago. So we got a little bit of a, a tough matchup there with the 3-3, three and three, and then we're home for a couple of days, and we head back on the road to Winnipeg for a couple games. So it's a couple of games on the road here, and then we spend a week or two at home.
1: Well, i got to ask you, Derek, you spent the, the last uh, few seasons in, in Europe. You played in Sweden, and you played in Austria. How do you compare... The travel in the in the AHL to what you experience in a couple of those European leagues.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I get that all the time. It's the travel in the American leagues, obviously a lot more. It's a lot. There's a lot more time spent on the road and away from family. And in Sweden last year, I think we had it really, really good. We I didn't spend one night in a hotel throughout the whole entirety of the regular season. Uh, when we had a road game, it was close enough. We'd bust there if it was two or three hours bus their day of the game and bus home after the game and then if it was a longer trip we had private planes that they would take us up and we'd fly the day of the game and fly home as well so we we were treated really really well in Sweden and uh it's, which is really nice to have a family like I do I was able to spend a lot of time at home with my wife and my son as well so it's uh it's a little bit different here in the American League but it's nice to get on the road and spend some time with the guys as well.
1: That is stunning. Uh, That's a 55-game season in Sweden, if I remember correctly, and I I believe your team got a round or two in the playoffs. You never stayed in a hotel once
2: not in the regular season. We stayed in the hotel in playoffs just to get to the road city well, you know, earlier and get accustomed to being in the city but not one night in the hotel in the regular season. It's pretty unbelievable.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that that is. So, uh you joined the Charlotte Checkers in the off season. Obviously, you were you were signed that's part of the uh, the Carolina organization. The last time I talked to you in the summer, you were you were looking for something in in North America. What was that whole Uh, process like of trying to you know come back to North America get a shot at the NHL or, or wind up in the AHL like like you did did you have a lot of interest did you have to weigh a lot of options what was that the process like of finding a team
2: yeah you know it was it was an interesting process it was something that I hadn't gone through before in my career and and I had a contract for this year in Sweden already but I knew that this point in my career that this was my one opportunity to take a real crack at north america and a real crack at playing in the nhl and um so it was it was good i think there's there's three or four teams that were really interested in giving me a contract and and the opportunity i thought i deserved and we decided on carolina we thought the roster and situation there was going to lend itself to be a, a good situation for me to get some nhl games which we still think that's going to happen, and that we've still been told that's going to happen. So we're hoping for that, and it, like I said, the process in the summer was obviously stressful, something we hadn't gone through uh, before in terms of negotiating contracts in North America and, and taking that leap to come back here and, and take my shot. But it was fun. My family enjoyed it, and, and we're enjoying being back in North America and, and uh, you know English-speaking and all that kind of stuff. It makes it a little easier on the family.
1: So you're not fluent in Swedish, then, you're telling me? Not quite?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm halfway fluent in German, actually, from my time in Austria, but we were lazy and didn't pick up a whole lot of Swedish in my time there.
1: Okay. Uh, Derek Ryan joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Of course, if that name rings a bell, a former uh, U of A Golden Bear, played in Austria and Sweden, now with the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL. And, Derek, of course, you played with the Spokane Chiefs. Wherever you have gone in, in your career, going back to your WHL days, You have been able to produce points. Uh, I mean, I can round off most of your career to a round or a little better than a a point a game if you had everything up. The the process of producing points in the AHL, which you've still been able to do, as opposed to in Europe, uh, is there a big difference in how you have to play to get the puck to the net to, to get on the score sheet?
2: uh absolutely i think so yeah i think the american league it's just it's different than europe because of the rink size obviously that plays a huge factor into it um there's bigger guys and there's not as much room out there so it that naturally lends itself more to chipping it out and chipping it in and i think that's been a big adjustment for me this season is learning that you know in sweden you can carry the puck in with possession try and make plays and you just don't see that happen very often in North America and the American League and even the, the NHL so it's a lot more chipping in and getting in on the forecheck executing your structure and getting the point the puck back to try and get the puck to the net so it's it's been an adjustment for sure uh, I think the American League is, is definitely a special teams league as well where it's tough to score five on five and got, a lot of guys are getting their points on the power play and so if you have a power play that's struggling then the points aren't going to be coming nearly as often and and here in Charlotte, we haven't had a whole lot of depth in scoring, so it's it's been a little harder to, to find guys to give the puck to and score more regularly, which is kind of what I had in Sweden last year. I had some pretty dynamite goal scorers around me, so um, being a playmaker myself, I was able to get them in good goal scoring situations, and they would score almost 100% of the time. So it's it's been an adjustment for sure, but it's something that I needed to adjust to if I wanted to play in the NHL. and. Like you said, I think I've done that pretty seamlessly, and enjoying the transition for sure.
1: You know, Derek, part of the one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to in, in doing this this weekly feature is getting to talk to people who. Played hockey in the in the Edmonton area where hockey is is everything, and and then they go play in what we up here call non traditional hockey markets. Right? Uh, what right. what does it mean to be a Charlotte Checker? Are you well known? Do you get a lot of media coverage? What's that like?
2: Uh, no, I don't think hockey is nearly. It's obviously not nearly as big as it is in Edmonton, in North Carolina. It's. I mean, the media coverage is is lacking for sure our fan base is there i mean there's a good base there but there's definitely not nearly as many people as you would expect in a in a high level hockey market somewhere in canada um so it's a little bit different i think it's kind of the same story in raleigh with the hurricanes um so it's it's but it's still fun it's still hockey you're getting paid to play hockey which is something i didn't know if i would ever be able to do and and Charlotte's a beautiful, great city, too, so I'm happy to live there. And hopefully we can get going here and get some wins and get some more uh, recognition in the, the local community and the media as well.
1: So is it totally a, a Panthers town, co- college, NASCAR? What, what's the big one?
2: Panthers, for sure, especially yeah. with this year. They were doing so well you couldn't drive down a block and see two or three houses decorated in Panthers and Super Bowl apparel, all that kind of stuff. So definitely a football, uh, NASCAR is big too. There's a NASCAR Hall of Fame in downtown Charlotte. So it's pretty big, definitely, a, a different feel in the sports community than, than Edmonton, which were like you were saying, it's just diehard hockey, which was fantastic. Even, a the university team gets quite a bit of media coverage and, and a following as well, so that was exciting to play there. I love that.
1: All right, and let me and let me wrap it up with this. I mean, we, we we've we've talked before. I remember you playing for the for the Golden Bears, and, and you mentioned at the top of this interview, you know, you're you're pretty optimistic about getting NHL games. I guess the other side of that would be, you know, you've had to move around. You mentioned having a, a, a family that's in, involved in this. What's, what's kept, what's kept you going throughout your career? Why have you stuck with it, played in, you know, somewhat unusual places in some circumstances? What's kept you going?
2: That's a really good question. Well, my first year I started in Austria, I I didn't really know it was going to be a career, to be honest. I was just going over for the experience. Um, I had a wife at the time and we were just doing it, you know, to kind of have memories and, and have something to tell our kids someday obviously I had some success there and it turned into a a career which it is now and um, obviously having a son having a wife and providing for them in a way that uh, I don't have to go to an office from nine to five I get to go to a rink and um, I mean just like today we were sitting after our bus ride here in the hotel and our work day was a five-hour bus ride and then get in and go sit down in a restaurant and it's it's a pretty nice lifestyle is what I'm getting at. It's it's a, it's a luxury and it's definitely a blessing to be able to, to play hockey and get paid to do that. So not many people get that opportunity and may as well take advantage of it while it lasts and, and not uh, not take it for granted.
1: Well it's it's great to hear someone like you Derek, who completely uh, appreciates what he's able to do for a living. So uh, thanks for the update. I'm glad things are going well in Charlotte. I I know the team's in a bit of a slump, but uh, I think you guys are going to turn it around, and I I definitely look forward to watching you when you make your NHL debut. Thanks so much for your time.
2: Thanks, Reed. I appreciate it. Right on. We're off
1: and running, living the dream with Derek Ryan from the Charlotte Checkers. And, man, talk about a guy who appreciates – the opportunity he has in life, and that he gets to be a pro hockey player for a living. You can text 630-630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. Remember, you can email inside Sports at 630Ched.com. Maybe you have a guest suggestion for living the dream. Don't be afraid to reach out. Another segment with Alan York still ahead and new Eskimo Neil King still ahead on Inside Sports. <laughs>
0: Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet.
3: There's a place
0: up ahead and I'm going. Just as fast as my feet can wrap. Come away, come away, and get going. All right. Leave the sink and ship behind.
1: 8.25 is the time of the evening. Hope you're having a good one. Wednesday night inside sports Oilers hockey tomorrow Wild at Oilers Nikita Nikitin up from the farm Eric Griba placed on injured reserve The Canadians and the Avalanche are tied 2-2 5 minutes left Seven minutes left. The Rangers and Chicago are tied 3-3. And about eight minutes in, the Wild and the Flames are scoreless. Dennis Weidman's 20-game suspension upheld by Gary Bettman. Kari Ramo out for the season with a torn ACL in his left knee. Your scoreboard update for Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can call 310-GLASS today. I want to get to this. Of course, Oilers Now is an excellent program on this very station hosted by... Bob Stoffer from noon to two every day. Craig Simpson, former Oilers coach and player, now with the NHL on Rogers, got talking about Nail Yakupov.
0: Last night was a great chance to get your get your opportunity and do something with it, and I, I think he squandered a number of them. And I personally don't I don't see enough of his ability to read the game and identify things that he can do to get the trust of the coach to put him back in that situation again and to me that's the biggest downfall because if the coach doesn't trust you in that spot you know that it's inevitable sooner or later you're going to get taken off
1: you can get the uh, full simpson interview on the oilers now page on 630 com. you can also sign up for the oilers now podcast and while you're at it sign up for the inside sports podcast as well you'd be the first person to do so <laughs> Coming up to the 8.30 news and weather with Randy Kilburn. We got a doubleheader tonight for the launch of Living the Dream. Alan York checking in from Greenville, South Carolina. What's it like to play hockey there? We will find out. We'll also meet the newest Edmonton Eskimo, Neil King. All still to come in the final half hour of the big program. Inside Sports on 630 Jet. Thanks for listening.
2: This is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chat All right, 833
1: Inside Sports on 630 Chet. I've uh, already got some feedback on the text line about the launch of Living the Dream which we're uh, uh, going to endeavor to do uh, once a week at least for now until the uh, end of the hockey season, featuring Edmonton-area players now playing in a league other than the NHL. And we're uh, hopefully going to go to some interesting locations, such as Greenville, South Carolina, former Camrose Kodiak, Watasquin native Alan York. Briefly, a Columbus Blue Jacket a few years ago. Now a goaltender in the ECHL for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. What a great name that is, Alan. Welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Reed. Yeah, great to catch up with you because uh, the first time I saw you play would have been back in 06, 07 when you were at Camrose Kodiak. Uh, pretty, you were Camrose during an era where they had some pretty good teams, didn't you? Didn't they?
3: Yeah, we had, uh, in terms of, you know, Junior A hockey, we had some of the some of the best teams, I think, at the time, for sure. Um, you know, Joe Culver and Dylan Olson, some first-round picks, so very good.
1: Now, and you were drafted straight out of the AJHL, too, which is, it happens, but it's not, it, it's a little unusual, I would say.
3: Yeah, and that's, I think that's why our team was uh, so special, especially the seven oh eight 8 year, uh, I think we had, like six or seven guys that had either been drafted or were drafted that year. So it was a pretty, pretty solid team.
1: Why do you think those teams were so good? I mean, I know Boris Rabalka coached many of those teams and, and he has a great uh, reputation. What, what made the Kodiak such a powerhouse?
3: Uh, yeah, well, obviously Boris, um, great coach and good, at getting, uh, good players to come there. Um, I don't know. I think we just, uh, I think one thing that was underrated with us is we, our role players are always so good. We had, uh, you know, a lot of guys that didn't play much after juniors, but they were guys that were older and committed and kind of kept us younger guys, uh, maybe the more talented guys, on the right path. So still around good teams.
1: Yeah. So you played for Camrose. You got drafted by Columbus in 2007. Uh, tell me about the decision, though, to uh, spend a few years at, at RPI and go to the NCAA route. Did you have to weigh that at the time, whether you were going to go to the A or, or go to college? What was that decision like for you?
3: Um, well, I thought about major juniors, um, but uh, for me, like Columbus was kind of good. They just said, if you want to go to college, it's it, they laid that up to me. I know some teams will will give you a, their two cents, but uh, I think college for me was a no brainer. I was as a goaltender, you need lots of time to develop, I think, and uh, college gave me the option of four years. I only took the three, but, um, but it was a good experience. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Do
1: you have good teams at RPI?
3: Um, we made the tournament my third, my final year there. Um, that was the first time they had made the tournament in, like, 20 years. So it was it was nice to be a part of turning that uh, organization around.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you played uh, 11 games with the Blue Jackets in, in 11-12. Um, you, you've got to see, and we'll get specifically into where you're at now with the with the Greenville Swamp Rabbit rat, rabbits. And I am going to ask you about that nickname. But uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what's it what's it been like for you? I guess since maybe that ten, eleven, eleven, those eleven, ten, eleven, eleven, twelve seasons, um, you, you've been able to see a few different cities. So what what is the hockey journey been for you over the last uh, five or six years? How would you describe it?
3: Uh, It's been almost about a dozen cities, I think, but, uh, uh, it's been good. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, uh, you want to be back at that level, um, getting at the NHL level, but, uh, it's been good. I mean, you know, I've been a bit of a journeyman, um, had some injuries that kind of, you know, took me out of certain situations and I'm getting older now, kind of falling out of that prospect range a little bit, but, uh, but it's it's fun. I mean, I, I enjoy playing at uh, at the professional level, and it's it's been fun.
1: So uh, you know, S- Springfield, Evansville, Evansville, Charlotte, Texas, Rockford, Syracuse, uh, Florida, f- <laughs> few of the places you played. Uh, which city? Which which team had the best fan support, or maybe the craziest fans? Let me put it that way.
3: Oh geez, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, Syracuse, the team that I'm under contract with now, is their fans are awesome. And they play out of the old War Memorial, it's called. Um, you know, it was built in like the 50s or whatever, 40s and 50s, and it's loud and it only gets you only get about 5,000 people in there, but it's always packed. So, I mean, that would obviously be right up there. Um, Florida's awesome in the ECHL. Um, their fan support's just great. Uh, that, that building's so fun to play in. Yeah. Um, Rockford was good. I mean, when I was in Austin, it was great. Actually, Austin I'd have to put up there too. So there's a lot of good spots.
1: What uh, did you have a favorite? Because if there's one thing about whether we're talking about AAA baseball or the AHL or the ECHL, um, they sometimes they do some interesting things to get fans into the building. Do you have a favorite um, promotion or Jersey Night or something that that you remember?
3: Um, I do, but I wasn't, I wasn't at the game personally. I was actually, it was my roommate who was telling me about this. I, I almost couldn't believe it. They did uh, Seinfeld night out in, you know, it might have been Bakersfield, somewhere out in California, he said. It might have been like Stockton or Ontario or something, but he uh, he said, like, he's a big Seinfeld fan. We both are. So, he so said what they were doing is uh, the, the players' jerseys had actual Seinfeld characters' names on the back instead of their actual last names, and then they were announcing the goals. It would be like Kramer assisted from Newman, so... <laughs> Um so I thought that one was pretty funny, but I never saw that one personally, so um but I guess it was hilarious, so I would have loved to see that one. I,
1: I just I just Googled it. Uh it was Bakersfield about was Bakersfield? Uh, two two and a half years ago. Uh so yeah, that and I been... guess they were wearing the they were wearing the pirate shirt. I don't know if you ever saw the puffy pirate episode. Yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> that was their jersey, I guess, the home team, stuff like that. So it's really funny.
1: Uh, that is pretty pretty funny. Uh wow, yeah, the pirate shirt. That's that's a classic. Alan York joining us tonight <laughs> inside Sports on Six Thirty Chad, former uh Camero's Cody. You, did, with Taskwin, is that where you grew up? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Born okay, awesome stuff. Uh so tell me a little bit about the Greenville swamp rabbits. What separates a swamp rabbit from a regular rabbit? Have you been able to answer that question? <laughs>
3: uh Well, actually, it's um I guess there's like a I don't really know the full story, but in, in Greenville, the old railroad or something used to be called the Swamp Rabbit, the old train or something. I don't know what it was, but uh, they call it the Swamp Rabbit because I think it would take people from one side of the state to the other. I don't know what it was, but um but then they obviously you know they changed it into the the bunny logo and and uh, I know the the rabbit's got a hockey stick that's made out of a carrot or whatever, so. It's pretty funny. The kids love it. So I mean, yeah, there was some jokes and stuff at the story here hear about it, but I mean, it's I've come to, to kind of like the name, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it actually is kind of a cool logo. And I got to be honest, I, I I didn't notice the carrot until just now. I just thought it was yeah. Regular. That's my
3: favorite part. I think.
1: Yeah, that is a, that is
3: a good idea. What? Tell me after about th- uh, after home. I'm sorry. After home wins, too, our, our fans throw carrots in the ice too. So it's kind of fun.
1: No way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, i got to find some video of that. That's great. So you guys win yeah. a game, and then it's just, like, they're real carrots? Are they, are they rubber, or, like, they bring real carrots well, to the game?
3: They were real at the beginning, and then they started, they were throwing so many of these real carrots in the ice, they started handing out fake ones, I think. And there was also one game where we had a lot of fights, and it was kind of a dirty game. And I remember we won, and the other team was trying to get off the ice, and they were getting pelted by carrots. So I think they decided to get the foam carrots instead of the real ones
1: all right well wow, that's incredible i think that beats the rats they used to have for the uh for the florida panthers that's that's pretty cool yeah. what's yeah. what's it like being a hockey player uh in in greenville i mean it's what it's in it's in south carolina it's certainly people wouldn't associate hockey with uh with south carolina so what's what's it like being a player there
3: oh it's pretty good um surprisingly we get pretty good support and uh, like within the community and stuff too i know everyone seems to love it uh I think the people down here it's kind of a novelty because like you said it's not a huge mainstream sport like we there's Clemson and football's like 30 minutes away from us and obviously they were unreal this year um, like basketball's huge down here stuff like that so I mean um, we do pretty well considering and uh, yeah I mean it's they embrace us I think uh, they don't really know what's going on half the time but they like the fighting they like the, the speed and stuff so it's good
1: how much fighting is there?
3: Um. You know, we're. I played on a lot of teams that have a lot more uh, fighting than we have this year. I mean, we're. If I were to classify our team, we're a pretty skilled offensive team. So I mean, it's not too much. But you know, like any team in the minors, we got our heavyweights. So it's it's okay.
1: Alan York joining us tonight inside sports on uh, six thirty. Ched, I mean, how how would how would you just characterize the experiences you've been able have as the result of of playing in, in a variety of these cities and I mean look I mean you referenced it you know you'd love to be in the NHL of of, of course you would but but do you ever just and you're, I know you're still a pretty young guy but do, do you ever just sit there and think man I've, I've I've done some cool stuff
3: yeah for sure I mean it's it's been a great ride so far and I mean I hope to play for you know another eight to ten years if I could but never know what's gonna happen but yes yeah, it's, it's been uh it's been awesome like uh i think it was last summer i was looking i've been in like 44 states you know something like that like i've been able to see so much north america with because of hockey and i mean we went to france for training camp this uh last training camp so i mean that was awesome too so i mean it's been uh, it's been a great experience and just want to you know keep it going
1: okay so you went to france for training camp how did that come about uh,
3: Syracuse has done that now for the last two years, and, um, yeah, I mean, I got to go, um, played, played in, uh, the one exhibition game over there, and then the way it works is they had, uh, the host team was uh, Lyon, France, and, um, then another French team came in, and then us and Utica went over there, so then we played, like, a, basically like a round-robin kind of tournament there, so it was
1: pretty fun. Wow, that is cool. Okay, um, I, you're, the team Twitter account is at Swamp Rabbits, so they can follow you there. Alan, are you on Twitter, or do you stay away?
3: <laughs> I'm not on Twitter, and I actually just got Instagram about a week ago. So I think I got one picture on my Instagram right now. <laughs> okay, so,
1: well, that's sounds- not
3: a very uh, not a very social media type, but uh, but no, it's. Uh, I like Instagram
1: so far. Okay, well, th- this has been this has been great to, to catch up. It's it's really interesting what you've been able to do, and and, and thanks for joining us. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Kodiaks and Kodiak alumni listening listening tonight. So so thanks for the update, and uh, maybe we can do this again. I'll, I'll keep watching you for sure. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was fun. Thanks for having me. No problem. That is Alan York, goaltender in the ECHL, living the dream with the greenville swamp rabbits how about that carrot story matthew Panaschik? so they had to stop <laughs> allowing the fans to throw real carrots on the ice because one night they just pelted the visiting team so now it's foam carrots in greenville that's awesome that's Can, that's minor league hockey
0: wouldn't the carrots like sort of like get into the ice and melt and like change the ice to like orange wouldn't it wouldn't that happen well i assume
1: right? they clean them up right after the game they don't oh, know, let the but... zamboni run over them and <laughs> grind them into the ice I'm sure they. I'm sure they would. I mean, that's one thing that's big in the miners. Sometimes they dye the ice a certain color. They could do. I should have asked. if They do carrot night where the ice is green. Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Go check them out. Read more about Alan York. That's living the dream. You'll get it every week here on Inside Sports. Uh, you know who else is living the dream? He's joined his hometown CFL team. Neil King. Up next on Inside
0: Sports. You're listening to 630 TED Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins
1: the Minnesota Wild leading the Calgary Flames 2-0 after the first period while they're here tomorrow night. To play the Edmonton Oilers and of course, Inside Sports presented by AMA. Be listening tomorrow for your Alberta Motor Association's Oilers Hockey AMA safety and savings for your family. Reed Wilkins with you. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports at 630ched.com is the email. Great to launch, living the dream. Tonight we'll do that once a week on the show. And uh, switching focus a little bit now, Ryan King is the long snapper for the Edmonton Eskimos. Neil King is his younger brother, who today signed as a free agent, two-year contract with the green and gold. Neil King is coming home, defensive back and special teams player. Neil, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really good today. It's been, uh, it's been an exciting day. Finally, uh, you know, getting, uh, getting back home is, uh, has been a pretty big goal of mine. I was glad that we got to uh, finally get in that green and gold today.
1: Well, yeah, I mean you I, I can hear the excitement in your voice, which 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 is pretty cool. So what what does it mean to you to become an Edmonton Eskimo?
0: Uh, you know what? It's it's uh it's a pretty complicated answer. There's a lot of pieces to it. Really it's you know, what I mean? it just comes down to this is this is like a hometown. I've uh I've been away um the past six years, three of them being out at Saint Mary's University in Halifax and these and uh, most recent three years out in Hamilton and Um, really, man, like every time you go away outside of Edmonton, I I just have this huge urge to come home at the end of the day, and that's always been, uh, that's always been following me, and I've always wanted to get back in the green and gold, and that's always been the goal, so I was just, you know, I was glad we could get this done, working with Hervey and all the coaches, and, and I was just, you know, it means, it's a dream come true, really, to get in that green and gold today. So what have you
1: missed about Edmonton?
0: Uh... You know, man. It is the, the the more you step outside of Edmonton, the more you realize how awesome this city is, and just how how much uh, this is like my hometown. Um, really, it's it's the fan base that is just that is outrageous. Uh, it's the support from the community, the coaching staff, the organization from top to bottom is is, is top of the line, is first class, right? So, um, you know, and and even just the players that we have on the roster right now, I'm really excited to to be a key piece and uh, to help improve this team in any way I can. Now,
1: what about getting a chance to play with your uh, your brother, Ryan King, who's obviously the team's long snapper. I've had him on the show a couple yeah. of times. Uh, what's it going to be like to have, have your brother as a teammate?
0: Nah, it's going to be just like old times, man. This is just going to be, uh, you know, it's just like we were playing back in university and even back into the Edmonton Wildcat days when we were, you know, right across the, the parking lot there playing at uh Clark Stadium there so you know it's, it's going to be super exciting you know Ryan and I have, have played our whole football careers side by side so this is uh just super exciting that, that we get to do it again at uh in, in Edmonton for the team that you know that I was watching in the stands when I was younger you know so this is just really exciting for both of us and for the whole family you know what what high school did you play at here uh we went to both went to Bev Facey in Sherwood Park Okay,
1: all right. So, And then you both went to St. Mary's, so you're, you're yeah. b- being reunited. Neil King joining us today. The Eskimos uh, announcing his signing earlier today, spent the last uh, couple of seasons with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Neil, tell us, and I'm sure the fans want to know this too, how can you help the Edmonton Eskimos this coming season?
0: Uh, you know what? The, the biggest thing is um, I'm just going to do everything I can uh, to help the team in any way possible to get back to that great cup. And, um, you know, past couple of years I've been a uh, key contributor on Hamilton on special teams. Uh, you know, making plays, uh, going out and changing changing the factor of the game throughout the course of special teams. Um, so I feel like we're going to be giving, uh, I'll be giving a good boost, or uh, a good addition, I should say, to, uh, to the special teams and just keep, keep things rolling in that side and then uh, in terms of just adding good Canadian depth to the team uh, at the safety position, I got some good experience uh, in my three years. Uh, I got a handful of games on defense at safety. So, you know, all of these things uh, put together, um, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, a factor where anything the team needs, I'm going to be 100% in. And, you know, we're trying to make this thing back-to-back great cups now. So um, I'm really excited to be a part of the process.
1: All right, where are you gonna live? Do you know yet, or do you have do you have a place here that you stayed in the
0: off season? No, so uh, so I, I currently I got a place I own, a, I, own a, I got a property in, in uh, Edmonton, uh, okay. so I'm gonna be staying uh, here um, at my own house. So even just that, man, like just not having to get up and pack my jeep and drive across the country to Hamilton is gonna save me a lot. Is gonna save me a good thirty three hours of my life, man. <laughs> so I'm totally cool not to do that again. <laughs>
1: Well, that, that's so. great. This is this is quite a homecoming for you, reunited with your, your family, both on and off the field. So, Neil, I can tell you you're pretty excited. Thanks for making time for us on Inside Sports. Uh, enjoy the rest of the off season, and look forward to seeing you at training camp.
0: Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Look forward to it. Neil King joining
1: the Edmonton Eskimos. The Eskimos also re-signing Donnie Oremision defensive lineman he'll be back with the eskimos for a fifth season all right you can text us at 6 Six thirty. 30 before we sign off tonight let's catch up on some text messages maddie says hey reed does this horse racing talk mean that sportsnet spec won't be on with Stoffer anymore because if so this is a deal breaker <laughs> i believe that relationship will continue at least for the uh, short term Southside Rob says, hey, Reid, great interview with Derek Ryan. Sounds like a very grounded individual. As a former CIS player, I really appreciate your coverage of the great athletes who are just below the radar of our infatuation with the elite NHL players. Look forward to Derek getting his big break with the Carolina Hurricanes. Absolutely. John D says, Taylor Hall going through a dry spell. Oilers should be able to breathe dust after all these years. Sportscasters can just loop the sports cast for the last number of years. Nothing has changed. Thank God for the loyal fans waiting during the dry spell. That is from John D. Sam G says, "Hey Reed, I wouldn't be surprised if the Oilers lost the next 6 games until they play Buffalo. All the teams they're playing for will be fighting for a playoff spot and probably more desperate than the Oilers." So, uh, I'm going to prepare myself for the worst, and if they somehow win a few of them, uh, it'll be better than having high expectations and going through a letdown. The Oilers are better than the last few years, but not quite a, a good team yet, so no sense being upset every time they lose. Reality, uh, you have to be realistic and wait for the team to grow slowly, but surely there is hope in the near future for this team. That is from Sam G., Catching up on some text messages at 630-630. Uh, Gurnby says, hey, Reed, do you think we can trade Yakupov in a package for a post-Super Bowl party and hungover Johnny Goudreau? <laughs> that is the text of the night. Good one there. And uh, Randy says, I've been here my whole life. I saw Gordy Howe in Northlands as a whaler with both his sons. Gretzky, McDonald, Callaghan, more role players needed, less offensive skilled guys who can't grind. That is from Randy, uh, his formula for fixing the Oilers. Well, we'll see what Shirelli's formula is. I think he will be applying more of it throughout this coming summer. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Our guests included Alan York and Derek Ryan from Greenville and Charlotte, respectively, in the ECHL and AHL Live in the Dream, a new segment here on Inside Sports. Neil King from the Eskimos. Rod Cohn, Northlands Park trainer. Dean Hangle, the executive director of Hockey Edmonton. Jack Michaels, Oilers play-by-play voice as well. Go to the Inside Sports page on Inside on 630Ched.com to check out anything that you might have missed. The studio producer tonight, Matthew Panaschik, the producer of the show currently on leave. To be with his newborn son is Dave Campbell. Oilers hockey tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show. Game starts at 7 on Ched Oilers Against the Wild Stoffer as Oilers now from noon to 2. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. Always a pleasure to speak with you.